play. play it. This is the Astro League Fantasy Football Podcast. League specific news, information, and stats with your obnoxious commissioner, Maddie C. G'day, g'day, and welcome back to the Astro League Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host. My name's Maddie C. And it's great to have you back for this, the next episode in the Fantasy Football for Beginners series. It's not quite a full episode. I'm not giving it full episode status, and I'll tell you why. Episode one was a lot about joining a league, understanding positions in the rosters and how they score, and a whole bunch of what you're going to need to find out if you want to fill up that roster. And that's kind of where we parked episode one. Then we came back in episode two, and that was a lot more about preparing to embark on that roster-filling journey with some exploration around how each position is valued, how to discover the resources that will help you with that, and then also understanding the mechanics of the draft, you know, concepts like ADP and cost, value, rankings, consensus ranks, tiering, and we also then talked a bit about some different kinds of mock drafts and, and ended that one off with some homework. So today, not a full episode, and I'm calling it maybe something along the lines of catch up your homework with Maddie C. So for those of you who did want to embark on this, this is a great opportunity to come along for a mock draft with me. Hopefully, you've had a bit of a go at yourself, and if you haven't, no biggie. Come for the ride today and then try one on your own and bring that to episode three because what I really want to do then is through episode three, go through the process of breaking down the decisions you had to make at the time and how you feel about what you did. I'm going to go through that now as well as I pick, but we'll analyze these things and start to talk about what the season looks like in the third episode. Before the fourth episode, just goes through the last cleanup bits of how you manage things like bye weeks, injuries, waiver wire, and trades. So there's a fair bit to do in episodes three and four, and this will be a bit of fun. This is the Astro League Fantasy Football Podcast. Now, the fun starts with last episode, and this one, we'll have a link in the show notes for a site called DraftWizardFantasyPros.com, and it's a mock draft simulator. Click that little link, and it will run you off to that DraftWizardFantasyPro site, and the page it'll pop up with is a draft simulator. Some of these things you're going to have to just follow me to plug in what you want to do here, but the league type should pop up with 2021 season. Perfect. The scoring might say standard here, so let's go ahead and pick PPR. Do you remember? Point per reception. Just means you get a point every time a player catches a ball. We're going to do a snake draft, and that should be in there as the default setting, as well as the opponent pick logic will be basic. A lot of these other options are locked from here. Now, the default here for number of teams will be 12. Go ahead and change that to a 10, and then select yourself a draft position. If you want to come along blow for blow with me, I'm picking from slot eight today and just be wary that the simulations are different every time. Not wildly different, but different every time. So even in that first selection at eight overall, you may be facing a different decision to what I'm going to be facing. But let's sort out the roster positions in that next bracket. It will come up with the default of quarterback one. Perfect. Running back two. Perfect. Wide receiver, three. We need to change that down to two. And then tight end, one. Perfect. Over in the next box, though, this is where we're shifting that extra receiver to. We're going to move it to being a flexible position. This whole column is about what you can put as an eligible flex. And just because we want it to mirror NFL.com, sort of standard, I guess, they only allow wide receiver and running back to be eligible for your flex. So we're just going to pick that. W-R-R-B, whack in a one. 
ignore the rest of that column. The last column is defense special teams will have a one. K for kicker will have a one. And bench will be six. Let's roll that back to five. The bracket down under that says positional values. And that whole thing's locked anyway, so we won't touch that. And a pick clock in the last bracket. And I think for when you do your own mock draft, go ahead and select a pick clock there. Maybe 60 seconds, that'd probably be good. But... For the meantime, if you're going to play along with me, feel free to leave it at none. I'm not going to have a pick clock on just so I can talk about what is happening on my pick and also to just give me time to go back and recap what's happened in between my picks. The last button down the bottom is that blue one that says start your draft. Do that whenever you're ready. What will happen though, and beware, the first picks are going to happen. So unless you're pick one, someone's going to be picked before you've pretty much opened the screen. You're going to be left with the decision straight away. And you can check who's been taken before you in the left column of your screen where it says your team. Above that, there's rosters and there's also a little one that says draft log. And if you tap the draft log, it will give you a run in order of who has been picked already, by who, what position they are, all that sort of thing. So in my simulation, Alvin Kamara went number one, Christian McCaffrey number two, Saquon Barkley number three, Dalvin Cook number four. I've got no surprises there. I think they're pretty much the consensus. Top four players will be picked. Here's where it starts getting funky because some players will take running backs still and some people will take some mixture of wide receivers. I've got Michael Thomas as a wide receiver who's going at pick five, Devontae Adams at pick six, and then Hunter, sorry, then Derek Henry at number seven, the running back from Tennessee. So I'm left with an interesting decision here because I've got at running back, and I'm going to tell you straight off the bat, I disregard quarterbacks in the first round. Absolutely. I completely disregard them. There's no need for me to be taking a quarterback now, and you'll see, even by the time I come back around, no one's going to have taken a quarterback. It's just not how these sort of leagues work, especially in the simulations. The running back options I've got are Ezekiel Elliott at Dallas, Nick Chubb at Cleveland, Jonathan Taylor at Indianapolis and Austin Eckler at the LA Chargers. At wide receiver, I've got Tyreek Hill at Kansas City, Stefan Diggs at Buffalo, DeAndre Hopkins at Arizona, and DK Metcalf at Seattle. I'm going to go ahead and be bold here, and I'm not going to take the wide receiver. I'm going to take the running back because that's what I would do, and I'm going to take Ezekiel Elliott. He was someone who I actually highlighted in episode two as well around being someone who just... When things, all things are equal, he gets so much volume of touches, which is opportunity to score points. And historically, too, he's had such uh, impact with that that last year was a bit of an outlier and not entirely his fault. It was really the injury to his quarterback that caused him the most problems. And with Dak Prescott coming back from injury and getting that long-term deal, I feel very safe with Ezekiel Elliott now. All right, so I've gone ahead and selected him as my first player and I am trying to get the player who I think has got just the least wiggle room for there to be problems and to me that is Ezekiel Elliott. The pick after me is Austin Eckler, the running back at the Chargers and then DeAndre Hopkins rounds out the first round. The fellow who took DeAndre Hopkins then comes back and gets a running back. The fellow who took DeAndre Hopkins then comes back and gets a running back, Jonathan Taylor at Indianapolis and then Tyreek Hill is next off the board. He goes to 
the team who took Austin Eckler, and now that means two running backs and two wide receivers go since I last picked. And here's my chance to go ahead and take a wide receiver and balance my team too because have a look who's available at wide receiver. I've got names like Stefan Diggs, who had the most catches in the entire NFL last year, DK Metcalf, who was just beast mode for the first half of the season, Alan Robinson, who signed his... For, um, who signed his franchise tag tender with Chicago earlier in the week, and Calvin Ridley, the wide receiver at Atlanta. Gee, it's going to be hard to go past Stefan Diggs, but, you know, there was news today that Emmanuel Sanders has signed there, and it doesn't make me nervous about Stefan Diggs. I still think Stefan Diggs is going to be a fantastic player, but I'm finding it hard to look past Nick Chubb being available and also seeing that Aaron Jones... And DeAndre Swift are also available as well. But, oh, this is that real push point because you've got to make a decision here and you can't have both. And there's going to be 14 selections before I come back. Only two players have made their second selection. I'm about to make mine. There's going to be seven more people make their second selection. And then they'll all make their third as well before it comes back to me. So there's going to be a long time in between drinks and I've got to feel pretty comfortable about what I take. Knowing that when I get back here, probably all eight of these players won't be there, especially because I'm taking one now. And knowing that, I'm going to go ahead and take, to me, head and shoulders above everyone else uh, at their position is Stefan Diggs, the wide receiver. I'm going to go and take him as my second pick. It pains me a lot to do that because I really would have loved Nick Chubb. And I think in real world, I would have done that. But this is a mock, so it's a great chance for me to try something I might not usually do. And confirmation, Nick Chubb goes the pick immediately after me, followed by DeAndre Swift and Aaron Jones. So those running backs, boom, 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 one, two, three. DK Metcalf from Seattle and Calvin Ridley at Atlanta go next. And then, ba-boom, first tight end off the board is Travis Kelsey. And to round out the second round, it's Julio Jones, the other wide receiver at Atlanta. This is where it gets fun. It's the third round. And if a quarterback is there when I come up and his name is Patrick Mahomes, I'm probably taking him. But to kick off the third round, Allen Robinson, the wide receiver at Chicago, goes. And then Miles Sanders, running back at Philadelphia. Second tight end, George Kittle from San Francisco goes. And then Joe Mixon, the running back at Cincinnati. AJ Brown, the wide receiver at tight end. And then sixth pick of the third round. No way. Just two picks before me. Patrick Mahomes is the first quarterback taken. But then Darren Waller, the third tight end, goes before I come up. And this gives me actually a lot of clarity. The only quarterback I was going to be happy taking in the third round, I've mentioned this in episode two, is Patrick Mahomes. And he's not there. Josh Allen is there, as, as well as Kyler Murray and Lamar Jackson and Sean Watson. I'm not comfortable spending a third choice on any of those. The tight ends, three of them are gone as well. So have a look who's left at tight end. You've got Mark Andrews, TJ Hawkinson, Noah Fant, and Dallas Goddard. I also don't feel comfortable spending a third-round pick on a tight end when the three who I think are the most valuable are already gone. That leads me to look at two positions, the running back, and the wide receiver. And to be honest, that's where I feel the most comfortable in the third round generally anyway. It is Josh Jacobs running back at the Raiders, followed by Cam Akers at the Rams, Antonio Gibson at Washington, and Clyde Edwards-Alaire at Kansas City. Then we'll quick look at some wide receivers available at the same time here. And there's Keenan Allen at the Los Angeles Chargers, Justin Jefferson from the Vikings, Chris Goldwyn at the Buccaneers, who just signed his franchise tag as well. Terry McLaurin from Washington. So, a fair bit of Washington happening at the moment. 
I'm going to tell you, I don't love Washington, even though I know Fitz just signed there this week as well. I'm feeling most comfortable about taking one of these running backs because I feel like with all that dearth of receivers who are okay with really any of them, uh, Josh Jacobs for me is the standout player at running back and I'm just going to go ahead and smash on him. I think he's more worthwhile than Cam Akers. I think he's more worthwhile than, well, yeah, even a couple of these other running backs like Clyde Edwards-Alaire. And and we see David Montgomery also go in the time that I'm off. So Edwards-Alaire and Montgomery are gone. And then Keenan Allen and Justin Jefferson go as well. And that's great because I think that clears things up for me. The running backs available now are still Antonio Gibson and Cam Akers. But James Robinson, the Jags running back, pops up available as does J.K. Dobbins. And at wide receiver, I've still got Chris Goblin, Terry McLaurin, Kenny Golladay, and Robert Woods available. Wow. Now, for me, when it comes down to these decisions, it's not that I like the balance of having two wide receivers and two running backs. And it's not that I'm, you know, anti-quarterback or anti-tight end. Because right now, I know Mark Andrews is still there. I know that Josh Allen is still there. And, you know, if I was a bit later in the fourth round, I might consider Josh Allen. But what I'm going to do here, because I think he's far better than the receivers that are available right now, is take Chris Goblin. The other running backs who are available there, to me, they're all kind of a bit the same, and none of them jump off the page. I know that Cam Akers has a lot of potential, but I think that Chris Goblin has sort of shown that he is one of those great players. He's not a potentially great player. He is a great player. I'm going to take him. It's going to balance my team up. It also makes me feel really good. And I'm going to have a quick look at my four players right now to share with you where I'm up to. So my roster looks like this. Ezekiel Elliott and Josh Jacobs are my running backs. Stefan Diggs and Chris Godwin are my receivers at this point. And generally in the fifth round, I like to take the best positionless player. Whoever I think is just the best player available at any position, if they're head and shoulders above everyone else at their position, they're really worth looking at. The guys who went straight after my last pick, they were Cam Akers and Antonio Gibson, the running backs. DJ Moore and Terry McLaurin, then Kenny Golladay, Robert Woods, and Adam Thielen, a big run on wide receivers to finish the fourth round. On the way up the fifth round, Kenyon Drake goes, the running back at Arizona, then Cooper Cup at the LA Rams, Mike Evans at Tampa Bay, Josh Allen, the second quarterback, goes in the fifth round along with Kyler Murray, and then Deontay Johnson, the wide receiver at Pittsburgh, and Amari Cooper, the wide receiver at Dallas, also off the board now. All right, I'm going to do the sweep of all positions because this will be interesting to see who's available at each one because if there's one guy who, to me, is just stellar compared to the rest of the guys in his list, I'm probably going to take him. But I've also got to be conscious that I'm at the back end of the fifth round here and whatever I don't take, only two players get to choose between me taking this pick and me being back. So there's only a total of four guys who I don't take who will still be there when I come back around. A quarterback, it's Lamar Jackson, Head and shoulders above a quarterback ahead of Deshaun Watson, Dak Prescott, Aaron Rodgers. That's mighty tempting. We're going to running back, where it's J.K. Dobbins, who is the teammate of Lamar Jackson. He's the running back at Baltimore. James Robinson, the Jags running back, who actually just had some company sign there today. Carlos Hyde, the former Seahawks, and also at one stage, former Jags running back going back there. Chris Carson, who was a former Seahawks running back who hasn't signed anywhere yet. And then Kareem Hunt, the running back from Cleveland. Over in wide receivers, we've got Juju Smith-Schuster, who's the Pittsburgh wide receiver, who hasn't signed with them but also hasn't signed anywhere else. C.D. Lamb, who is a wide receiver at Dallas, but I've got his teammate, fellow named Ezekiel Elliott, so I'm not comfortable taking him as a starting player for me while I've got his teammate because they both can't score on the same time, on the same drive because they're 
both playing the same ball. Brandon Ayuk, the wide receiver from San Francisco 49ers, and Tyler Lockett, the wide receiver from Seattle. So no one really jumping off the wide receiver page for me. And then another bunch of Ravens. Mark Andrews, the tight end at Baltimore. TJ Hawkinson, the tight end at Detroit. Noah Fant from Denver and Dale Scott at Philadelphia. Gee, I think that in any other setting, I would have just gone and taken Lamar Jackson. Smash it. But knowing that Mark Andrews is there at a position with more scarcity, I'm going to take his teammate, Mark Andrews. And it really does stem from how many really good tight ends are there? Five or six. I'm at the moment getting the fourth one. I'm getting the fourth one by some distance. And the next guys below him are nowhere near as good where the quarterbacks, even if Lamar Jackson could maybe be there on my way back around, I'd be okay with that because you can pass a ball to a catching player and get the touchdown for the quarterback and the receiver in a way that you can't when it's a running back and a wide receiver or running back and a tight end on the same team. So that's kind of something that would appeal to me is to, they call it a stack when you get the quarterback and somebody who they can pass the ball to so you can score the, that touchdown twice. This is something which would generally excite me a little bit too. So if, if Lamar Jackson can be there when I come back around, that'd be great news. But there is just so many other good quarterbacks that if Lamar Jackson isn't there, the other names on that list would be Sean Watson, Dak Prescott, Aaron Rodgers, and I'm not sure any of them are a significant downgrade on Lamar Jackson. So, if he's not there, it won't be the end of the world. But, yeah, it'd be tasty. As we go, Juju Smith-Schuster and Will Fuller, the two receivers, go to finish out that round. And then TJ Hawkinson and uh, Lamar Jackson goes the pick right before me. They call that sniping in the game too when uh, a player you really, really would love gets picked just one or two slots before you. So, to have Hawkinson and Lamar Jackson both go to start the sixth round means that here's the quarterbacks available. Deshaun Watson, Dak Prescott, Aaron Rodgers. I think with Russell Wilson also on that list too, there's a dearth of great quarterbacks there. I'm in no hurry to take one of them. J.K. Dobbins, still available at the running back position as well as James Robinson, Chris Carson and Kareem Hunt. At the wide receiver, it's Tyler Lockett, C.D. Lamb, Brendan Ayuk. And now Odell Beckham Jr. pops up. Interesting. And, of course, with me having just selected a tight end, I'm not actually really all that interested in tight ends. So, it comes down to running backs and wide receivers for me. And just knowing that I've gone ahead and taken Mark Andrews, I'm not as interested in J.K. Dobbins. I'm also not as interested in James Robinson as I might otherwise be. I'm a Jags guy, but knowing that he's just had a whole bunch of uh, work essentially taken away from him by having a second reasonably good running back signed beside him. And then seeing that Chris Carson is also on this list, but Chris Carson is also currently, he's teamless. He hasn't signed with Seattle. He also hasn't signed anywhere else. For me, the best player on that list is Kareem Hunt. I know, that seems crazy. On the other list, though, the best player there for me is either Tyler Lockett, Brandon Ayuk, or Odell Beckham Jr. And they're much harder to pass apart. So, for me now, I'm in this decision of a wide receiver or a running back, and I'm finding it hard to pick. And this is a great thing about being a mock because he's where I can do something maybe a little uncharacteristic. And if I love how it works out, great. I don't get to keep the team. But, you know, it's nice to know that the gamble can come off. I can also just kind of play it safe and do what I would usually do. And what I would usually do here is take the running back who I think I'm going to bank on the most. That would be Kareem Hunt. 
I don't usually do this sort of thing, but I'm going to go ahead and be a little risky, and I'm going to take Brandon Ayuk, who's the wide receiver for the San Francisco 49ers. He's shown you can catch a bunch of balls, score dynamic touchdowns, run the ball after the catch, even score touchdowns from running plays. He's just a gadgety kind of guy, like Tyreek Hill light, and I'm going to get him here in the sixth round. All right, now with the picks running away from me, and I know it's going to be 14 picks before I'm back, I think usually that's why I would go ahead and take Kareem Hunt there because I bet you not going to be there when I come back. C.D. Lamb goes to pick after me, then James Robinson and J.K. Dobbins, Tyler Lockett and Chris Carson, Odell Beckham Jr. goes, and Hunter Henry. These are all names we talked about being available, and that rolls out the end of the sixth round. We start the seventh round with James Conner and Kareem Hunt going. Damn it. And then Deshaun Watson, who is just another quarterback going off the board, Tyler Boyd, DJ Chark, T. Higgins, a little run and wide receiver, and then Dak Prescott going before my pick, and we're here in the eighth pick of the seventh round. This is, for me, a pretty good spot to start thinking about, well, what don't I have? So here's my roster. At the moment, it's Ezekiel Elliott and Josh Jacobs in my running backs, Stefan Diggs and Chris Goldwyn in my wide receivers, and then Mark Andrews and Brandon Ayuk as my tight end at flex. And what it says to me is that, gee, there's probably going to be a running back here who's going to make me feel pretty happy. And that running back who's going to make me feel pretty happy is Miles Gaskin by the look of it because there's him, uh, Captain Morgan Melvin Gordon, which is a joke teller and I make, David Johnson from the running back at the Houston Texans and Rojo down at Tampa Bay. But also just over on the wide receiver page, good to have a look at, Cortland Sutton, Debo Samuel, who's the teammate of Brendan Ayuk. Brendan Cooks, the wide receiver at Houston, and Robbie Anderson at Carolina. Now, I didn't take a quarterback, but the guys who are available now are starting to get pretty compelling. Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, and Justin Herbert are three quarterbacks who are left. And, gee, I think I could do worse than pick up any of them. And, of course, with my tight end now, I can disregard tight end. I'm not going to need to take a second tight end. On the week that Mark Andrews is on a bye, I will find a garbage tight end just sitting around on waivers, and we'll talk about waivers when we get to that episode. And I'm going to feel just happy to just drop Andrews down on my bench, find a garbage man to throw in there for that one week like a babysitter who can just do an admirable job of trying not to look like a completely hopeless bastard and score me something, knowing that every other week I'm going to have Mark Andrews there. So no hurry to pick up a second tight end. I'm going to disregard them for the rest of the draft. All right, so here's my push point. I'm either going to take Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson as the quarterbacks, Miles Gaskin, or Melvin Gordon as the running backs, and then at wide receiver, there really wasn't a very compelling guy, maybe Cortland Sutton. So, given that, and I know that I'm going to be back up in four picks time, I'm going to take the running back who is the most compelling to me, and that is Miles Gaskin, knowing that even if the guys behind me both take quarterbacks, There's Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, and Justin Herbert there. I'm still going to get my chance to get the guy I want. And here we go. The guys behind me take Cortland Sutton, Aaron Rodgers, and then get a load of this. Ronald Jones and Debo Samuel go, and that leaves me. Russell Wilson just sitting there in the eighth round. No trouble. So I'm going to scoop him up. And given the hot start he had last year, I'd love to see him cook again. And that gives me my quarterback in the eighth round, and makes me one of the last guys to get a quarterback, which I like to do because I think the gap between a Russell Wilson 
And well, let's say the third quarterback off the board was Lamar Jackson. I don't think that's a huge gap. And I got this guy three rounds later, and he's probably going to score pretty similar amounts of points. All right. This is another spot where I like to do a little bit of a quick check-in because here we go. The draft ran away from me, and the guys who got picked after me in the eighth round were Jerry Judy and Chase Claypool, wide receivers. Captain Morgan Melvin Gordon, the running back, and then Robbie Anderson, then Robbie Anderson, the wide receiver. David Johnson, the running back, then Devontae Parker, the wide receiver. And then Raheem Mostert rounds out the eighth round, and we start the ninth with Brandon Cooks, the wide receiver. Justin Herbert, the quarterback, goes at the second pick. And then Devin Singletary and Chase Edmonds, both running backs. Logan Thomas, the tight end, goes. And then Travis Etienne. Now, he's a rookie. He doesn't have a team at the moment. And he is not going to have a team until the NFL draft runs in May. So, knowing that... That's going to change his value when it comes to draft time because he will go far higher once people know where he's playing and what his role looks like. But for the meantime, these rookies are going to turn up in this draft and that's one of them. The other guy to go here in the ninth round is wide receiver Jarvis Landry who went two rounds later than his teammate Odell Beckham Jr. So for an offense that does play pretty well, the running backs went pretty high but the wide receivers at Cleveland, people are a bit more tampered on. And here we are in round nine and we are looking at with running backs, because I've got my quarterback, Leonard Fournette, who's the running back at Tampa Bay, A.J. Dillon, the running back at Green Bay, who's now backing up Aaron Jones, Tariq Cohen, who was the running back at uh, Chicago. I don't think he's got a team signed to yet. I'm sure he hasn't re-signed at Chicago. And then Zach Moss, the running back at Buffalo, who backs up Devin Singletary. And it turns out he got quite a lot of work last year. So, those are some compelling guys. And here we are in the... Wide receivers, we've got Marquise Hollywood-Brown, the wide receiver at Baltimore. Corey Davis, who had been at Tennessee for a lot of years, but signed this week for the Jets. Michael Gallup, the third receiver for Dallas. And then Curtis Samuel, who he is listed here as Carolina wide receiver. He is a free agent from Carolina who hasn't signed there or anywhere else yet. And then at tight end, I've already got my tight end. So, for me, the most compelling person is going to be running backs, and they're going to be either Leonard Fournette or A.J. Dillon. Now, A.J. Dillon is going to be spelling Aaron Jones. And for me, just seeing how much work Jamal Williams got even when Aaron Jones was healthy, it makes me feel pretty good about taking him over Leonard Fournette. And I'm going to go ahead and do that. So, that is my ninth round pick. And now we're starting to get to the pointy end of the draft. That There's only five picks to go. I still need to pick a defense and a kicker. And then I'm going to have a few places left on my bench to fill up. And these guys who are going to fill up my bench are going to become the guys who we either can become people who I want to just throw in there in the event of somebody getting hurt, who I think are one event away from getting a more significant role, or who I think will help me in the event of one of my guys getting hurt. And they call that handcuffing. So, the big investment guys for me are fellas like Ezekiel Elliott and Josh Jacobs. So, it would make sense to go out and try and find the people who I think are their backups because if one of them gets hurt, then I've got a custom-made guy to fill in. Also, it can be helpful if you can find a very high-value handcuff for someone else's running back. So, if somebody out there hasn't gone out and picked up the running back who backs up Alvin Kamara or Christian McCaffrey or 
Dalvin Cook. Now's a good time to go and find that guy and throw him on your bench too because you're not starting these guys and they're not going to get a sniff of your starting lineup until something compelling like that happens. And you can also hold that owner over a barrel when, you know, if Dalvin Cook gets hurt, maybe you can trade them the backup who's now all of a sudden going to get all that work for something that's actually kind of valuable to them just so they get that insurance at running back. All right, so we're in the position now where it gets pretty quick because the decisions will be much less onerous. What I'm looking at here is that I've got a starting running back who is unowned and we are in the 10th round. This is crazy to me that Damien Harris is just sitting there, plays for an offense that's been pretty terrible last year, but they're going to, um, after having made a whole bunch of signings, they're going to be a little bit more interesting this year. They haven't really got their quarterback worked out, but I assume that will get worked out. I'm just going to go ahead and take him. It's so low risk in the 10th round. This is a guy who's not in my starting lineup. If he doesn't come back as really anything, not the worst thing in the world. But let's go and have a quick recap of who's gone in the 10th round because this is, again, where the draft runs away from me and then... It's all these teams who pick before I get a chance to come back and pick myself. So, it's J.D. McKissick gets picked after me, who's Washington running back, and then the uh, rookie Najee Harris, who hasn't got a team, of course, because the draft doesn't happen. Tariq Cohen, Michael Gallup, and Corey Davis, who we spoke about, and then Zach Moss. James White, the running back at New England, who is now a free agent. Uh, There's a couple of teams inquiring about him as the time of recording, including Tampa Bay. Funny about that. Matt Ryan is a quarterback who goes at the start of the 11th round, and this is where you can take a quarterback for insurance if you want. I never do. Curtis Samuel, the wide receiver who doesn't have a home yet, either at the second pick of the 11th round before Naeem Hines. Dallas Goddard, the tight end for Philadelphia. Tony Pollard, oh, that was probably going to be the guy I'd look to take at this point. Probably need to be a little bit wiser and try and take him to just back up my Ezekiel Elliott share. I use my first pick on him and I do like to insure myself generally. So, a little bit of slackness there from your old mate, Matty C. And then tight end Mike Kosicki from Miami and wide receiver Sterling Shepard from the New York Giants. Go before I am up and here we are. The chance to go and either take somebody else's... And here we are, the chance to either take somebody else's handcuff running back or... Just go out and get the best player available. For me, the best player available at running back is Latavius Murray. He's also the backup to the person who took the first overall. And that first overall pick was Alvin Kamara. So knowing that I didn't get my own, let's go ahead and take that one. And, you know, Latavius Murray often just has days too where he barges in for touchdowns. And there might be a great chance to go and talk to the Alvin Kamara owner about having a trade with him if I go ahead and take him. Then, of course, the wide receivers at the time to uh, Jamison Crowder at the New York Jets, LaVisca Chenault, who is the wide receiver for the Jags, T.Y. Hilton from Indianapolis, who is yet to find a new home yet and is not re-signed at Indianapolis, and Christian Kirk, the second wide receiver at Arizona. Now, I went ahead and did what I said I would do. I've just gone and taken Latavis Murray at the eighth pick of the 11th round, knowing that in total I'm going to have 15 choices. Knowing that in total I'm going to have 14 choices. And this next one here is going to be my last one who isn't a kicker or a defense. And I generally leave kickers and defense till the very end. For me, looking at my roster now, let's have a quick look. 
Russell Wilson is my quarterback. Ezekiel Elliott and Josh Jacobs are my running backs. Stefan Diggs and Chris Goblin are my wide receivers. Mark Andrews is my tight end. Brendan Ayuk is my flex player. But then I've just gone out and taken running back, running back, running back, running back on my bench. So this is a great chance for me to just take one wide receiver and round that off just to make sure I've got some options there. And the best wide receiver available is Jameson Crowder. And I would feel terrific taking him. I think even without looking at this page, I would have taken him anyway. And leave me with very simple defense and kicker choices to make. I like him over all the other wide receivers on that page. So I'm just going to go and do that without thinking too hard. And then the players taken after him are Jeff Wilson Jr., the running back at San Francisco, Evan Ingram, the tight end at the New York Giants, Daryl Henderson, the running back at the Rams, Philip Lindsay, who's off contract at the Denver Broncos, Jalen Hurts, the quarterback for Philadelphia, Keyshawn Vaughn, the third running back at Tampa Bay, and Joe Burrow, the quarterback at Cincinnati. And then here we go. It's all defenses being picked before me here in this round. It is 13th round of 14, so everyone's taking the defense or kicker. Pittsburgh, uh, so Steelers defense, the Rams defense, the Baltimore Ravens defense, the Colts defense, the Saints, and then Washington and right before me, Kansas City goes. So the best defenses available for me at the moment are San Francisco, New England, Tampa Bay, and Chicago. And those are the four that it offers up as the best options, knowing that whichever one I take, two of those are just going to go auto-drafted to the teams behind me. I'm just going to go ahead and take San Francisco defense. They're definitely going to be in a bit better shape than they were last year. And then it's kickers, Justin Tucker, Yonway Koo, and now it's my choice at kicker, which will be great. Sorry, the defenses went after me when you England in Tampa Bay. I'm going to go ahead and take Harrison Butka. That's a kicker who I know is going to be on an offense who have scoring position often, and that's as far as I go with kicker analysis. The kickers to go after me there are Will Lutz at New Orleans, Jason Sanders at Miami, Greg Zerlin at the Dallas Cowboys, Rodrigo Blankenship at the Colts, Zane Gonzalez in free agency. He had been the kicker for the Cardinals. I expect he will wind up somewhere. Matt Prater, the kicker for the Detroit Lions, and Jake Elliott, the kicker at Philadelphia. And we are done, my friends. We are done. So there's my team, top to bottom. And this is the team that I will take into our conversations in episode three. Ezekiel Elliott, Stefan Diggs, Josh Jacobs, Chris Goldwyn were my first four-round picks. Then Mark Andrews in the fifth round. Brendan Ayuk in the sixth, Miles Gaston in the seventh. Got my quarterback, Russell Wilson, in the eighth, knowing that there was only one other team who hadn't had their quarterback yet. And then A.J. Dillon, Damian Harris, and Latavius Murray running backs one, two, three in a row there from my ninth, tenth, and eleventh rounds. Jamison Crowder rounds out my skill guys in the twelfth. 49ers defense and Harrison Butker are my defense and kicker. And I'm pretty happy with that team. So hopefully this has been an interesting experiment of going down some decision-making, having those tough moments where you've got to decide one way or another, just seeing if you can live with the decision you made, sometimes playing that little game of if you're close to one end or the other of the draft as well of, well, if I take this guy, what's going to be left? Let's make a little gamble. And hopefully that will give you a little window into what it's like to do a mock draft. And if you hadn't done your homework before the episode, Bring this team with you that you've just drafted into show three, which will be in the early show of next week, and we'll get around to talking about that. I can't wait. Thanks so much for joining me on the Catch Up Your Homework episode. 
So from episode 2.5 in the series, my name's Matty C. I'm going to make like a tree and get the hell out of here. Hooroo. I'll see you on Tuesday. Play. Play it. This is the Astro League Fantasy Football Podcast. League specific news, information and stats with your obnoxious commissioner, Matty C.